0: welcome back
1: (laughs) welcome back elizabeth has turned down mr darcy's proposal and now he is in Rosings rushing to write a letter to absolve himself or to explain his role in the Mr. Wickham drama. Um, I
0: love that they literally, they, they pick right up from where we left off. Like he leaves that room and the next episode he is walking out of that house. Like right. it, is, it is on. Yeah.
1: And this is when we start getting the, like, visions of each other, where, like, he, like, we cut back to, like, her saying things and, like, hear her voice in his head, and then he's like, on that score, I can explain myself, or whatever he says. Right.
2: Because this might be the same episode where we get, like, just, like, a normal carriage ride, and then suddenly in the window, the looming visage of... Mr. Darcy, right? that's allow me to tell you how much I ardently admire and love you. Yeah.
0: They love those interesting little, and it happens again, like she's looking in a mirror or something, or maybe it's like a one of those things where you do like needlepoint, those like screens, and he yeah. like pops up.
1: See, this is an example of a moment with great lighting of Mr. Darcy here writing this letter about Wickham, like, he's a little in shadow. He's got candlelight on his face. Nice. Very handsome.
0: Yeah, they almost give us some soft lighting in this other like this flashback to a dance scene with Jane and Bingley. They like yeah. almost get it kind of kind of moody. Yeah. Atmos- Otherwise cold. Cold and bright. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this is the Darcy episode. I mean, this isn't like the... Do we, get, do we get the lake scene in episode
2: four? Yes, this is at the end of the episode. Okay, is- so,
0: right. So this is very much like Darcy's episode.
1: This is like when the tide really turns for Darcy. And we're like, maybe you're fine.
0: We give him like way more of like an internal life.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: he's hornily fencing... And sweating oh my god and he's like i shall conquer this
1: i shall
0: and you know okay is this the um the mandela effect like you think something happened that didn't happen
1: something like that, is
0: that what that means yeah. so i don't know why i thought i thought that the lake scene involved him like pushing out of the water and being wet i don't know why i can see it in my head like that scene. Of him
1: like, like emerging from the water. Yes. No, for sure.
0: And and I looked and I was like, oh, maybe they like edited it out and I looked on YouTube and I was like, is there a different scene? Like, is it like, and it's no, he, you see like the body double jump in and then you see Colin Firth underwater in like a studio water. Yeah. And then you see him just walking in his shirt and pants yeah and i fully expected to see this sort of like him pushing out of the water and her just being there and that never happened and for some reason i could have sworn if you would talk to me a week ago i could have described that scene to you like second by second and it does not exist
1: (laughs) (laughs) but it has to exist somewhere right It, it has to be that that happens but just not in this
0: well and that's the thing that the other thing that i learned in doing my you know i talk about my research i literally looked on wikipedia but they they mimic that and sort of like in a in a tongue-in-cheek kind of way in bridget jones with him he does like something in a fountain and then there's the scene in love actually where he jumps into a lake like there for some reason people love getting colin firth wet like wet as hell
1: They want to make him as wet as he makes them.
0: Fully clothed, but wet as hell. Oh, and here's the drowsy, unchaperoned uh, (laughs) (laughs) fucking Little Berg. (laughs) (laughs) Little Berg.
1: Little Berg.
0: (laughs) Just. God bless her. And God bless Davis in like a butter yellow dress. Yeah. Like a little buttercup. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Oh, Oh, God. Jennifer Illy is so fucking good. She just seems so cool.
0: She's giving me such, like, young Meryl, like... Glowy... Yeah.
1: Yeah. She's, like... She's just done some really interesting work. Yeah. She's really terrifying in... um, The Miseducation of Cameron Post... She plays the head, the, the like, camp, I don't know, camp director of, um, of a conversion therapy camp that a little gay Chloe Grace Moretz is sent to. Oh, um, so she's this very, like, severe evangelical woman who's not, like, loud and crazy. She's, like, she is, like restrained jennifer ely who is just very like yeah we're gonna we're gonna help you embrace god and and stop being gay uh, she's so chilling in that and so wow so you know she understands that a person like that has to be like extremely broken and sad in all these different ways and she and she gets those as well so she's really good in that movie
0: Nice.
1: Um, and she's in this new one, this new horror film that like I want to see because it's supposed to be great, but it looks so scary that like I don't know if I'll be able to handle it. Oh my god, what is, is it is um Saint Maud.
0: Oh shit. Yeah, that's another A twenty four joint, right?
1: Yeah, and it's basically like this uh really religious, like live in caretaker. Um, like believes she is, you know, having communication with God in order to save the soul of her of her patient, who is uh, Jennifer Lee, who is dying of cancer. And it's like, very, I I think it's like very inspired by like, the actual crazy shit that people who that those kinds of people like believed was happening you know like a kind of like joan of Arc thing like like how scary would it actually be if you encountered someone who believed they were speaking directly with god and the kind of shit that they would do oh yeah so it's like a horror movie about that and it sounds so fascinating and so interesting but the trailer scared me so much that i don't think i can watch it
0: oh <laughs> <laughs> Kate, you just sounded so sweet and sad just then. I've <laughs> never heard that tone come out of your mouth.
1: I can't do it.
0: <laughs> I'm too yiddo.
1: I'm too, I'm too much of a baby to watch it.
0: I literally, I, so I love anything, like anything scary, but if you, if you bait me with like, ooh, it's a ghost story, and then switch out, oh, nope, actually it's demons. And That's what's,
1: is- you, you're not, you're, Demons are touchy for
0: you. Don't give me demons. Like yeah. I'm, I'm totally cool with like the straight up devil, like selling my Love soul witch. to taste the fucking sugar and butter in my mouth. Right. Um, but fuck if paranormal activity fucked me up and I didn't sleep for a month.
1: <laughs> no, same
0: the that other, movie scared the that, shit out of me the only other movie that kept me up like that was um, Gerald's Game and to this day I can't like wake up in the middle of the night and not see somebody standing in my room you know what I mean Like Ooh. I, yep there's somebody there 100% and now I just believe it because <laughs> it's easier it makes me go to sleep easier
1: <laughs> to if they, if they get, that there's someone standing in your room
0: if they get me get me what do I have to lose honestly at this point
1: Whew. okay anyway
0: um so uh elizabeth bennett is a cool character too right <laughs>
1: yeah you know Whatever. what but again it just comes back to jennifer Lee makes great choices like she, this was her breakout this is the kind of like iconic role where like she'll be collecting a check for this for a long time she's like i'm gonna do interesting in weird shit because that's the kind of actor i want to be I did my Jane Austen, I became a legend, and now I'm going to do whatever the hell I want.
0: Completely. If she were the tiniest bit older, she 100% would have been a contender um, to play Margaret Thatcher in The Crown.
1: Oh my you know God. What I mean?
0: Like she would have totally- There's no
1: like, way, there's no know, way she wasn't considered for that.
0: Completely, but, you know, Gillian Flynn was-
1: you mean Anderson? oh my god
0: Gillian Flynn (laughs) yeah Gillian Flynn was gonna do it (laughs) gone girl um Yeah. yeah Gillian Anderson but now I just realized that she's not with um what's his face anymore
1: no the Peter Morgan the creator of the crown Peter Morgan split which like no shit like how would you ever how could you ever possibly ask the person you're sleeping with to play Margaret Thatcher Oh my God. Like, of course they broke up.
0: What a great, I mean, I'm sorry. What a great character to play though. And she was. Great
1: character to play, but like try getting into bed again with that person.
0: Right. Completely. Plus she's like a hot, like bisexual. And Peter Morgan is not that.
1: Oh yeah. No. I mean like she was well out of his league. Yeah. But like the thing for me is like, cause like obviously like Jillian Anderson, like is gorgeous you know, we would all die to oh to do anything with her, but like for them to already have been dating and then him to be like, can you play Margaret Thatcher? <laughs> what kind of freak are you? Yeah. No.
0: <laughs> Cause
1: I bet she was like, this revealed something about you that I'm not into.
0: Oh, about both of them. Neither about, of them could look at yeah. like in the face after that.
1: Right, exactly. He asked her to do the Margaret Thatcher voice in bed one time, and she was like, that's it.
0: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Like, that absolutely is what happened.
0: I want you to stabilize my economy, sir. Yeah. You think that's what she said?
1: He <laughs> asked her to say that. I don't think she did it. He asked her to say it in that voice in the middle of sex, and then she was like, um... We need to talk.
0: <laughs> Make a deposit into my Bank of England.
1: Oh no! Oh, I'm so sad.
0: I'm um, so, literally so sad. Also, but you're so so
1: so one hundred percent right that there is a world where, like, if if Gillian Anderson had said no, um, it would have one thousand percent been Jennifer Lee.
0: Mm-hmm. No question. No, no question. Zero questions. Yeah. Also, the fact that they give they give Jennifer Ely, Ely the prettiest dress that anybody wears in, this entire time in the most nothing scene where they're like sitting at the table. It's this beautiful like like heart pink dress. Yes. Like oh my God. so gorgeous.
1: Yeah.
0: And they're like, "Bye. See you again. Never. You're never. You never get to wear a color again. Yeah. Go fuck yourself.
1: <laughs> I do really like that one she wears. She wears it a couple times, but she wears it um, in the confrontation with Lady Catherine at the end of where it's like like kind of like a black, almost velvet looking fabric, or maybe it's like dark green. Yeah. On up top. She yeah. looks good in that. Piece of that's little, when like,
0: she's feeling a uh, business serious.
1: Yeah, that's like for her like real drama scenes.
0: I'm sorry, Ashley. I keep literally r- barreling over you when you're trying to talk. <laughs>
2: Not at all. Uh, I I was I was just commenting on in that scene and a few others. She has like these lovely mustard yellow golden gloves. Yes. Ugh. I have you. I I was I was trying to think about Darcy's clothes pre Mm. and post Little. you know like 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 th- thinking about color, none of them would have been wearing a lot of it, <clears throat> because like this was the era of like the classical idea, mm-hmm. Greek and Roman, you know, like here we've like we've stolen all of these nudes from Greece. <laughs> you know, without all the original paint and gold on them. And we all just want to look like them. Mm-hmm. So, so there's that. But I feel like after his little swim, am I, am I like, did you, did you guys pick up on this? I feel like he starts to wear more green or like kind of like earthier colors.
1: No, Is- absolutely. Because there's even, there's a moment where he makes a point of wearing green.
2: Yeah, when he goes um to to call on her.
1: He's like getting all dressed up. Right. And he's like he deliberately asks for green. So there's something there that's clearly a choice. Cause I'm trying to think
2: of him in the earlier episodes. Like I I picture him as wearing like maybe like a very somber, like navy. Yeah. Kind of, but there's not like you don't see that like warm, velvety you know, earth-like kind of green color on him.
1: I think yeah, no, he's very much like grayscale for the first couple parts.
0: Grayscale?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: Yeah, and then he moves to earth tones.
0: He's coming, he's becoming more down to earth.
1: Yeah. Well,
2: this is something, so I love the, the, like the first visit to Pemberley scenes in in both adaptations, like two thousand and five and this one. Um, and I love how, in like different ways, they get to this like softening and opening up of sensuality. Like I like, oh my god, the um the statue gallery tour mm. is just so oh. exquisite.
0: It's yeah. so magical.
2: And it's like, it's this kind of like, and like in a very subtle way too, like of pointing to sexuality and desire um, that is still like very, um, you know, like, yeah, just like very subtle and like very refined and gorgeous. And I love how in this version, um, I don't know, like everyone makes a big deal about him jumping in the lake and like, oh my God, you know, just a sop and wet <laughs> earth is what the people want. But, um, you know, like it's him being in, like like Pemberley is like a gorgeous house. So of course, like it's breathtaking to Elizabeth, but, but also like she really cares about like being outside and like going tramping around, and getting her hem dirty. And like, she likes nature and mm-hmm. she is like going on tour with her family to like, like look at nature so I feel like him what are men to rocks and mountains Uh, yeah like he's like seeing him like not only like getting like a little like hint of like calling for his nipple through the fabric it's also like he's just so much more relaxed like he can be undignified in this sort of like more natural way
0: mm -hmm. well and it comes as such a surprise to both of them like him being on un, unadorned like that. Like it is her first sense of him being sort of like human, you know?
1: Yeah. 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 He's suddenly very vulnerable and accessible to her.
0: And speaking of that, like, you know, her looking at the, looking at the portraits and looking at the um, statues in the, 2005 version they kind of do the same thing in the um god what was it like 2011 Jane Eyre where she looks at the picture of the woman and she's like she's like it's like a uh, a painting and she's a new she's nude and she's reclining and it is sort of this like stand in for you know saying like Jane's sexuality is being awakened like mm. check out her with this candle in this dark hallway looking at this nude painting
2: yeah.
0: And it's like yeah. this really like surprisingly bold choice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I don't think I'll ever recover from the um, horrible English lyrics that they add to um Mai Fou, that Handel piece from Xerxes mm-hmm. in part in episode two. And it's like, it's all about like, I mean, it is, the song is about a tree, but like the English lyrics that Mary, oh. Mary singing it, oh my God, the, the English lyrics are just so bad. Oh God, oh. sorry. I had to go on that tangent. because was- uh, I'll
2: have to look that up. I can only think of her like bellowing the word slumber.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally, like, it's about a king being like thank you tree thank you for always being so sweet to me tree and (laughs) like it was literally like let my lady slumber and it's just (laughs) not but that song the um the instrumental version plays in clouds of Sils maria um at least once and i remember grabbing his arm and being like (gasps) oh fucking Hondel, (laughs) yeah losing my mind is that
1: the one it doesn't it play during the um like the the footage of Mm -hmm. the malloy snake like the the 1920s footage that they watch yeah god i think i
0: think when it's just the instrumental i think it's called the largo like if you look up like Hondel's largo
1: oh
0: comes up but it's the the aria is the recit is Frondi tenere and the aria is ombra mai fu and it's from xerxes oh. and it's like a it's usually a it's usually a mezzo soprano or like a countertenor who sings the role of the king mm. so it's a very gender gender fuck um <laughs> aria mm-hmm. i i'm i'm weird about i like handel a lot no, I love handel yeah i love the one
2: Carl, is it, is it a Mozart piece that uh, Lizzie sings when she goes to Pemberley?
0: Voice sapete. Who the fuck wrote that? I want to say it's, yeah, it's like, I, it's probably like Scarlatti or somebody like that. Let me check, though. Voice sapete. Do, 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 do. do. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. It is Mozart, yeah.
2: That scene. I was writing notes about wow. it this morning and started getting here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, like, no, that is absolutely like that is I mean that to me the ability to 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 pull off a scene like that is like it's the brilliance of Jane Austen it's and it's it's the indicator of brilliance in a Jane Austen adaptation where like the look that they share when she goes to sit with Georgiana you know, someone mentions Wickham. So this is what, this is part five? Oh, oh yeah, sorry, I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Well, that's bit. fine, I think we, you know, he, yeah. it's the lake, it's Darcy in the lake. That is part four.
2: Miss <laughs> um, Bingley makes like a nasty comment about like, oh, but you missed Wickham because you were, you
1: know. Right, and it's like, to, and it's exactly the kind of observed scene that is, that is the genius of jane austen and like is so well rendered in this scene that like she makes that rude comment and though there's tension in the room not everybody knows where it's coming from but lizzie does and she immediately is just like oh my goodness i left you without someone to to read your music. Like you've stopped playing. We know like Darcy, we, we know that you've stopped playing because you're thrown off by the comment that was just made. But I am going to like preserve the vibe <laughs> and come over and, and stand over here. So there's just like, it's just such a small kind gesture to, to keep Georgiana up, you know? Um, and it's the kind of small social gesture that means so much to darcy because i think darcy uh cares so much about not about not embarrassing people and protecting people from embarrassment and to see and i think that is the thing that him and lizzie both share that they are both people who will uh they will do the thing to save somebody else from humiliating themselves. Um, right. So so Lizzie getting up and intervening in that moment and knowing to do that, uh, like it that is like the moment, like the most romantic gesture she could make. Uh, and Darcy knows that and she knows that where it's like, no, no, we are both we both are in sync about what needs to happen here which is to protect this girl from an embarrassment and it's so tender and it's so uh it's just so beautifully done and so small but it's this huge emotional moment for the two of them yeah it's a great scene there's so much like care in the way that exactly that she
2: looks at him too of like i get it I understand this is this is like the person you care about most in the entire world, and like I've I'm gonna stand by her and it'll be fine, right? That I'm her protector as well, yeah, Ugh. yeah,
0: <laughs> beautiful. so lovely
1: and it's that kind of thing you know like it's it's like that like to me that is like probably you know the most romantic moment between them yeah uh, and it has like and i don't think this is like the same thing in the 2005 version but it's like a similar thing where it's like they you know The Darcy stretching his hand after he oh. walks away from Elizabeth. It's like, it's, God. you know, it's, it's the ability to convey the feelings these people have in, in those kinds of gestures, you know? Um, that is yeah. in my mind, the mark of a, the mark of a successful Austin adaptation.
0: And it is those sort of like, those little things that seem like small courtesies. Um, Cause you see it in um, Persuasion as well. When he goes, he, he's been sitting at the piano and he knows that Anne Elliot is like an accomplished piano player, pianist. And he moves when she just comes into the room. And he's, he says something like, he's been really cold and short with her and like very distant. And he says something like, um, oh, I've taken your seat. And he gets off of the piano bench. And that moment just like, oh my God, it like hits me over the head. You know what I mean? It's like so breathtakingly beautiful yeah. to like know somebody on like that level. Like, of course she would be the one to sit. That is her place in any room. Because she's the most accomplished pianist. Mm. Oof. Like, that's that's where all of the sex happens. Totally. Uh, Darcy looking at her singing the uh, song from Marriage of Figaro. Like, just the look on his face, like the tiniest hint of a smile. That is where, like, all of the sex lies.
1: Right. And the thing is, like, like that's... It's not... Like this the thing that like levels the characters and like you as the viewer is like the intimacy of being known, you know? Like
0: exactly
1: the romance, the most romantic moments in these novels mm-hmm. are the moments where uh it's not the person saying I love you most ardently. Right. It's it's those kinds of small gestures in a crowd of people mm-hmm. that you know that just convey like oh I'm known by this person.
0: Right. Or like banging well, you on a staircase in Bridgerton. Like, no. Right,
1: it's- like I know, ab- I, I, those characters don't know each other. I don't know anything about them, not even their names. I don't give a shit.
0: It's, like- it's you being so shocked that he held out his hand for you to get into a carriage that you literally stop moving. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like in the, in the 2005 movie. And she looks, she looks at his hand and she looks at him like, what the fuck?
1: Yeah. Is this well, There's a right moment. Now? Oh God. What is it? Um, oh fuck. There's a scene between Lizzie and Darcy where it's, and it's like, it's very close to the end. It's like, they're finally kind of on the same page. And in, she in. says, she says, you know, I'm very fond of walking. And he almost cries, and just ha- his face just breaks into the smile, and he's like, "Yes, yes, I know."
2: Oh, that's in the um, that's when they meet unexpectedly in the Joe Wright version. I think I think that's, that's Matthew McFadden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that right? Um, it's that's also
1: so beautiful because he says that. So tenderly. Right. Well, and that's oh, because that's when it's yes, it's when they meet at Pemberley. That's right.
2: Um, he followed her outside, and I think they're like standing. Um
1: yeah. That's right. He just like suddenly, like in a rush, follows her outside and then just stands there.
0: Oof.
1: Yeah, he I mean, he's he's a very different Darcy than Colin Firth, but he still he has oh. exactly that that element where he's, he's very austere, but I absolutely can see Matthew McFadden giddily telling his little sister about this woman
0: he's in love with, you know? Right. Almost like, even, even if, even if she has to kind of coax it out him, out of him, she's like, I can tell there's something up, like what's going on. And then she asks the right questions and he, he basically like divulges all this stuff. Like, Oh, she's kind of incredible, but she hates me. Like, right? (laughs) And I kind of hate her too, but she's all I can think about.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he's he's got that that real tenderness to him, and and yeah, that that's the moment to me in um in that one where he's like, like, no, I know, I know you love to walk because I know you.
0: Right, I literally know this about you yeah i see your hem i see your face and i see in inside of you <laughs> and then he plays like the doofy douche brother in anna karenina and i'm like
1: yes Why? oh i love him so much in anna karenina though
0: i love him too but i'm also like oh, i just i i want you to be like the romantic lead or at least be like the boring husband she's trying to get away from like <laughs> yeah i don't know
1: but no but that that look yeah that look across the piano is but oh. ashley you said you were taking notes about it so share
2: i know th- you know what i think that i i love i i love how how you put that about being known and being seen as being like the real sex of this film or like like the really romantic thing Mm -hmm. so um yeah no I I actually what I wanted to talk about was I this might be a this might be a question for Carl because I know that Carl you know a lot about the British royals try to well (laughs) I, well, here's my question. So, like, around this time, so they have this beautiful moment. Things seem to be on track for, you know, something to happen there. And it is derailed by this terrible news that the slut daughter <laughs> has run off, supposedly to Gretna Green to get married, to the perfidious Wickham. Um, but my question is, Sending her off to Brighton, knowing that she is just like the trashiest of the Bennetts and the most likely to do something like this is, is really shocking to me, knowing what I do about, I'm pretty sure, like, wasn't Brighton just like like pleasure town? Like was like this, I I think, I, I, I don't know how much you know about like the Prince Regent at this time, but my understanding was that he was just like bringing all of his officer friends to this town and like turning it upside down, gambling, you know, debauchery drinking that that was just what that town was known for at this time.
0: Right. You'd think that some of these like rumors would have made an impact, but it was almost like, it was almost like Mr. Bennett was like, well, Let her get it out of her system. (laughs) Like, Hopefully nothing too bad happens. And it's like, no, that was the exact opposite of what you should have done. What are you thinking? Because everybody knows that's like like going to bath and like jumping off of a low wall. Like you're going to get hurt.
2: Yeah, you dumb bitch. He's not gonna catch you.
0: No one's gonna catch you, and you're gonna have some sort of like horrible mental defect. Like, <laughs> my god. Of course that would happen. I also love the fact that like a short fall like was enough to render you like useless for like five years. <laughs> like my god. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I don't. I. I. I honestly. That choice must have been made simply to keep the plot going forward. And I love the fact that, like, Lydia getting a boyfriend is the most tragic thing that happens in this book. <laughs> like, oh my God. They're not married and they're talking to each other. <laughs> I mean, I know it's more than that. Like, she should not be shacking up with somebody she's not married to, like, in this. Point in time but like it's just so funny that this is like the thing they spend this entire episode literally like sobbing over (laughs) like getting getting mrs bennett to this john waters level of camp
2: yes he's a pile of ribbons and tears at this point she's just a heap of bonnet ribbon and frilly things like a bib of frills to (laughs) catch
0: She is a bib of frills. <laughs> that, is, that is utterly perfect, and I love that. Like Kitty walks into this, like, oh my gosh, we have to all read this letter, and Kitty walks in with in her like sluttiest nightgown, like off the shoulder, like tits bared, basically, just like, mm, what's the news? What's happening? Oh, my sister! Oh no. Like she takes that moment to like be her. <laughs> like oh to be this gal. Like, give it well, to me. I
2: turned to Kate when they were like having one of their, you know, just orgiastic breakfasts the next day. Um, <laughs> you know, Kitty's says like from behind like the mountain of potatoes. She's like, Well, I, I don't think that she's really done done anything that naughty it's like she's the only sex positive person at this table
0: right (laughs) right Right. (laughs) correct completely like (laughs) it is just so funny how much how much time is taken up with this like this whole like i mean i get it like yes wickham's a cad like he's just using her for sex and he doesn't have any intention of marrying her like i understand all of those like in in the period Why that is so like scandalous And like oh no one's ever going to talk to us anymore This disgrace will ruin Our entire family for the next like Five generations Um, But it is It's just so funny to me to be like Wow like God I ruined our family Like at age 13 Like real quick If these are the standards we're going <laughs> by You know what I mean okay. Oof
1: Oh yeah. Heaven forbid.
2: It's interesting because like there is that reality. And 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 I'm glad you know, I'm glad that like so much of this adaptation is taken up with that because then you know, I, I think it's kind of like skimmed over quite a bit in the um, more recent film version, and you don't really understand like get the full weight of what is at stake. That like not only will Jane not marry Bingley or Lizzie right. Darcy, but maybe none of them will ever be able to find anyone remotely respectable, um, right. and and they will just be poor and lose their house to the Collinses. So, um, so there is that reality. Totally, but but it's also like I don't know. I I also love in this version just how you know as I've said before with like um, with Lydia, how she's just like. She, she is so out there and like she just her tits are like constantly <laughs> like flying out you know she's just so she's just such a like sexual presence. Totally. And what I hate about so one of the and I'm, I, I don't really want to go down this road but like one of the many things that I hated about Bridgerton or stuff like that is that they present Austin's world as like, oh my God, these girls, these girls don't even know that they have vaginas. <laughs> they don't know what it is, yeah, it's like they've never they've never taken their pants off like their underwear in their entire lives, and now you know, you meet the the Regency rake who tells you what masturbation is, um like on the street, like they're like having like a chat, and he's like sorry i just, like I, carl have you seen bridgerton
0: no i haven't watched it yet
2: yeah. there's a, i'm just like if you'll indulge me they're like having a conversation about like something totally innocuous and the romantic hero just like re- like this really like shoehorned in segue into um like oh so you know like what masturbation is right <laughs> just, like, what And then like the next scene is like her doing it for the first time and having this fantasy about him. I was just like, what? (laughs) Like,
0: Like, (laughs) I don't need you to tell me (laughs) where my pussy is. (laughs) Let's be frank.
2: Anyway, this is all a long way of saying that um, I think that it often gets lost in thinking about this very, you know, in many ways, like very oppressive, restrictive time that, that people, you know, like, there's nothing new under the sun.
0: Right. No, thank you. And it, you know, they do it so well. Once again, another thing that Mad Men did really well, like when um, Kiernan Shipka, um oh my God, what the hell is her character's
1: name? Sally.
0: Sally, like just instinctively is watching, you know, she's watching like the love boat and she's sipping on a cream soda, like just instinctively like does that and doesn't know that it's like necessarily like, you know, I don't know. I don't want to say like wrong, but like definitely inappropriate to do if you're not alone. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like they handle that so well of like, yes, I'm a child, but like also like, you know these things happen. Like you explore your own anatomy before you start exploring somebody else's. Yeah, it's so it's so crazy.
1: Yeah. No, that's like. I Well, whatever. I won't go entirely down the down the path of like. I know. You.
2: I'm like tempted to be like, well, let, can we also talk about M and I? I know. Well, I, I was even
1: like the, like talking about like Charity and Sylvia and like, mm-hmm. right. uh, you know, queerness at this time. Like, and this is like adjacent to what we're talking about. Like women, regardless of orientation, like it's not like they were so repressed that they didn't even understand. It's not like not understanding or not having a sex education means that you don't have urges and explore them you know like
0: right that's like the whole point of like spring awakening it's like just because you're not talking to me about it doesn't mean i'm not going to do it
1: right exactly it's like like the the definitions and the explanations don't precede the actual sensations you know like exactly the you feel it, you just maybe don't always have the language to make sense of what you're feeling. Like that's it, you know? Yeah, and I think Bridgerton kind of misunderstands that the sexy part is the quiet part.
0: Right.
2: Yeah, God. I mean, when when I need that particular kind of like, you know, Bodice Ripper, yeah. Like I will just put on the wedding episode of Outlander.
0: <gasps> Oof.
2: and that is all I do. Yeah, it's perfect.
0: Yeah, splish splash. <laughs> 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 well, I'm like that. Like, there's nothing wrong. Like, again, not ev- everything doesn't have to be the same kind of entertainment like that is 100% there for when you need that this miniseries is here for when I need a six if when I need six hours of consistent Jane Austen when I want two hours I'll go to the 2005 movie you know what I mean like Mm -hmm, if I want four hours of really insufferable Jane Eyre I'll go to that (laughs) miniseries
2: we can have everything we don't have to choose
0: We can, you know what? We can have it all and it doesn't have to be this or that guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. There are very few boundaries left. Thank Christ.
1: Yeah. (laughs) The scene that I'm at is, you know, she's learned, I think I'm in part five. She's learned about, um, oh no, I'm in part six. About oh, really? Lydia and Wickham. She's so upset. She's in this like beautiful, like rust colored dress. Mm. Like the top of the dress, or like maybe it's a little jacket over it, but I don't know. It's a really lovely color. Ashley knows I love I love a rust. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good color for you. Um I also, well, in part five, I really appreciate um. I love Mr. Bennett's line when he is like, so he's just fed up and he's just done. And he's like, I'm locking you bitches in this house forever. Sorry, Kitty, no.
0: He like makes her cry. He
1: makes her cry. And he has this amazing line where he says, you are not to step out of doors until you can prove you've spent 10 minutes of every day in a rational manner. And I was like, you know what? That's good advice for us all.
0: <laughs> Honestly, true. Oh, You
1: know, in these COVID times, as all of our brains are just, like, melting, I think that's a good litmus test. Like, can I, am I allowed outside to talk to other people?
0: Have I done 10 minutes of, like, rational thinking, right? Now? Yeah,
1: right. Have I? Have I? <laughs> <laughs> god no yeah.
0: i love this like elizabeth wickham scene where she literally spends oh. one minute going i see you bitch
1: yes yes and he's yeah. like oh what's up and she's like oh i talked to mr darcy and you know what he's actually a good guy
0: <clears throat> yeah oh we're brother and sister now so i'm literally going to speak to you like you're my brother i yeah. see you shit you need to stop acting like a shit and get your shit together, yeah. bitch. <laughs> oh
1: my God. Also like Lydia, like writing letters home to be like, mm, and then up and I ran away and fucked.
0: Oh my like, God. Lydia, I why know. are you
1: writing to your family about this? You crazy slut.
0: <laughs> and like him just like riding his horse around them. Like,
1: like <laughs> I love that. You know so to
0: be, like, have you seen me ride a horse? I can ride a horse. <laughs>
1: Isn't my husband an excellent horseman? Mm. He's really like doing little tricks. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh my god, so cute. Uh, <laughs> just so riding cool. around while they chat.
2: I love that scene between Lizzie and Wickham, and also this. You know, this is the episode um, where we get this final confrontation with Lady Catherine de Bourgh, and so you know, great. It's so beautiful, and oh, like
1: such a great thing Her,
2: the way that she holds her ground, you know. I mean, like it, it's delicious to see her talk to Wickham that way. But even more so, like this is for me, like how you. This is what being a grown up looks like. Mm-hmm. You're, she, you know, she's not. She's not rude to Lady Catherine, who is being abominably inappropriate and invasive and um, ill mannered she's not rude. She's not shouting at her, um, she, but she's just, like, is not giving an inch
0: mm-hmm. and
2: is just, like, you know, like, always, like, a, like, a couple steps ahead of her and it's just, like, perfect. And, like, like, that is how you stand up for yourself in a way that is still, like, you can keep your self-respect because you have been, like, you have been, like, the, the more, um, well-bred person in that exchange like that like she she is dignified in the way that she you know just like d- does not apologize for her own existence and i it's just so good
0: mm-hmm. it's so great yeah, yeah she, t- she takes a breath and she takes her time and she doesn't let you know anybody would l- i would lit i would have lit into her so hard (laughs) like when they were coming back and she's like walking away from her oh i would have pushed that old bitch down those stairs but i'm not elizabeth bennett elizabeth bennett takes a breath and she takes her time and she organizes her thoughts and makes an answer
2: (laughs) this is why like i i I mentioned this earlier today to you guys but um that wonderful quiz on the old toast website where like Daniel Lavery had his um, you know, just like Austin, the uh, like articles and things like that. And it was like, which, which uh, Austin heroine are you? And it, just the text of the articles, like, Oh, you thought you thought it was going to be Lizzie? Like, fuck you. Jane Austen would have been disgusted with you.
0: <laughs> You're not Lizzie. None <laughs> of us are
2: Lizzie. That- but it's just like watching that, it's like, you, I, I just like want to, to be like that, you know, I have to be assertive in that particular way. Um, but no, I just would have, I just would have cried.
0: Oh my gosh, I just would have, I would have just like screamed something I didn't mean. Right. Like, I hope you die in shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I would have just screamed something that I fully did not mean. Something that was like way too harsh for the moment.
2: Oh my God, no. I'm like an angry crier. Like sometimes if I get too mad, then i really. Like, oh yeah, like I'm like angrily crying. And I get it's like so frustrating because I know that I'm articulate, but.
0: You really are.
2: It's, a, well, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, like I like get even more upset because I can't. Like, like just my, any like rhetorical skill I have immediately like plummets when, when um put under pressure.
0: See, I just shut uh, down. I just like go completely quiet. Like if you've really upset me, y- you'll know because I have, I have gone completely like mm-hmm. stony and silent and I'll just leave the room because mm-hmm. I have horrible anger issues. And if I were to let myself actually get angry, like no one's leaving that room. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's terrible. It's really bad.
1: Yeah, I would probably like cry and not fight back that much. <laughs> like I'd be, I would, and then like an hour later, I'd be like squaring up, be like, "Okay, I've thought about everything I want to say in return." You're right?
0: Yeah. Three days later, I would have the perfect comeback. But
1: yeah, yeah. Spirit of the staircase yeah
0: well, that is if we had to guess like what what sign is Elizabeth Bennett? Oh I'd say she's a Libra, but that's because I'm a Libra.
1: Oh I could see that actually.
0: She's like a peacekeeper, but she also like keeps score <laughs> like
1: yeah.
2: Because she's not really, I mean, she has like a kind of earthiness to her and is down to earth, but I, she's not really into like the stolid, you know, like, I don't know. I could see maybe Mary being a Virgo, honestly. Like, she's definitely, a, you know.
0: I could see Mary being a Virgo. <laughs> um,
2: and like, you know, she likes, like, she likes to go to dances and, and balls and
1: yeah, can see that she just difficult. she likes
0: to do like what she likes to do there.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Lydia is clearly either like a Leo or an Aries or like she's <laughs> I she's, think
1: she's a, a Gemini.
0: <gasps> no, really?
1: Well, maybe not because she like doesn't have multiple personalities. She just has one that's very loud.
0: I feel like Kitty's a Gemini and um, and Lydia is either a, an Aries or, or a Leo, like a vibrant Leo.
1: I'm going to say a controversial thing. And this is, maybe this is just because of who I am, but like, I think Mr. Darcy is a Leo.
0: Oh, shit. See, I see him as like a Gemini.
1: No, see, I think Mr. Darcy he prides like loyalty is his number one thing and performance of loyalty is a very important thing to him
0: oh shit
1: um and he like he is a like arrogant man you know like he you know he's he is like for as much as like his heart ultimately is in the right place like he still is like mm, you're too poor to date me but <laughs> Aren't you lucky? I'm going to propose to you anyway.
0: Mrs. Bennett is definitely a Sagittarius. She sees the thing. She shoots at the thing. She devours the thing. (laughs) (laughs) I only say Darcy's a, uh, a Gemini because he has these two very like polarized, but very like strong sides. And if he's, a Gemini, then Libra is his most, like, hot and heavy coupling. And if if Lizzie is a Libra, then that makes sense.
1: Yeah. I don't know, because I don't see Darcy as being like two-sided. I think he's very steadfast. It's just perceived in different ways. Hmm. Uh,
2: I, I could see, see, like, I have a Gemini moon, so I know that, like, geminis i wouldn't say two-sided but are like dilettantes and sluts so i can definitely see
0: the they the g- gemini's, g- geminis <laughs> f- they fuck like <laughs> especially if you're a libra oh like woof <laughs> hmm.
1: but see i also feel like i don't know like I don't know. I'm, I'm. I'm. Now I'm just like really doubling down on my belief that Darcy is a Leo.
0: You're allowed to do that.
1: Because I'm a Leo.
0: I'm gonna say he's a Gemini. Because I'm a Libra. <laughs> there you go. I'm a fucking Libra.
1: <laughs> I definitely. But I do. I do think Lizzie could be a Libra. That feels. That feels true.
0: If you had to come with a, come up with a Jane Austen inspired drag name, what would it be?
2: Oh, could it be um, X with like a big X uh, excessively diverting? And like the V of the diverting could be like,
0: I don't know.
1: Excessively don't know. diverting.
0: Excessively diverting. That's the actual name. I love that. I live for that. Are you kidding me, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the stage. Excessively diverting. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> you know, I'd be like, I'd be like Miss Lacy Maring <laughs> Get on up, get on up. Just whip cracks everywhere, or I'd just be like Darcy's horse. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage. Darcy's horse. <laughs> no. Don't you think? Yeah. Or like Tingly bingly. Tingly Bingley. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just fans everywhere. <laughs> you're not keeping it tingly if you're not keeping it Bingley. <laughs> Anybody my else God. feel free to dive in. <laughs>
1: Wait, sorry. I like my brain is like not operating <laughs> on the level where I can come up with drag ra- drag names right now.
0: We sincerely stopped talking about this miniseries like an hour ago.
1: (laughs) But I just like I'm so like hypnotized because I just passed a moment where of Lydia and Wickham where they're in their little like you know sex room (laughs) being (laughs) like being sex pests. (laughs) Like and Lydia is just like so intensely running her hands through Rickham's hair. Right. I'm like, damn, girl. Like,
0: She is. She's a sex rat. <laughs> they're both a couple of sex rats.
2: <sighs> oh.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> like, they don't leave that room. <laughs> like, never just, left just, that they're room. just trapped
2: up there. Well, the thing, like, he, I mean, I guess, like, he won't let her because he doesn't want them to be seen. But he's also like, oh, I haven't even really, I mean, I'd like to go to the, to the theater and assemblies and be seen. But I'm also just, like, uh, in the swamp of our bed. And I want, I'm dragging you into the swamp again and again. And yeah. i also fine. Yeah.
0: Well, why does a man take you anywhere? To get a drink. Them. You know?
1: Thank you, thank you, Lucy Gessler.
0: Lucy Gessler told us in yeah. the last episode
1: if you got it, you gotta keep it in the house, baby.
0: That's the thing about the wine. Lean on it, and the expensive stuff will last and last. <laughs> my god, these um, ben- these Bennetts
1: these Bennetts. I will say, like, and I'm not trying to like pit two successful women against each other, but um, I think overall the Catherine De Berg Lizzie confrontation scene in this one is the superior one. It feels longer, it just feels more substantial and more of a turning point than it does in the movie. Like in the movie, it feels like okay, this is just like another step on our way to the ending. Um, but
0: completely agree.
1: There are few line readings that are more burned into my brain and heart and soul than when Lady Catherine. Well, there's two lines in that. One of them is just like the funniest line delivery that I just love every time which is when heaven and earth, all the shades of Pemberley to be thus polluted. <laughs> uh, which is in both versions, but in the 2005 version, when Judy Dench says to Kira Knightley, you know, tell me once and for all, are you engaged to my nephew? The way Kira Knightley says, I am not. Oof. Mm-hmm. Is, like, I can hear it. I will not try to, you know, attempt it. It is the most, like, like, suddenly sorrowful thing and you realize like maybe this is the first time she's realizing how sad she is about that it's just like one of the best line readings of all time that that like absolutely had a huge impact on me
0: she adds just enough regret but also chooses to play The positive right and it's the perfect like it's the perfect juxtaposition of like no i'm not you're right it's it's all
1: these things she's realizing it
0: she's realizing
1: it it. she's regretting it and she's resigning herself to it it's such
0: a once it's such a perfect acknowledgement of where she stands at that moment yeah it's so funny because i think the the thing that like the one line that sticks with me from that version is the line that comes like right after that is when she's like um, and you'll, you promise never to like enter into such a, right. Whatever, whatever. And she goes, she goes, I cannot. And I never will like it's something about how Kira Knightley says like,
1: yeah, I'm not promising you that I'm you not
0: promising you. that. And I promise you that I never will promise that. And it's yeah. like, she the thing okay we were talking about shorthand before the thing that i love about that scene in the 2005 one is that they make it it's the middle of the night yeah everyone's in their everyone's in their nighties and like like dressing gowns it is so unexpected and so out of completely left field out of absolutely nowhere and she just barges into their home and starts demanding these things of everybody um that you do get that sense of like, oh my God, this is so like off the, this is not at all something that should be happening.
1: Right. Um, and it's so urgent.
0: It's so urgent. You're so right about that. And in the mini series, they give you enough time to sort of be like, everything she's saying is really shitty, but it's, we only know that because we've spent five and a half hours with these people. Um, You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's all happening in broad daylight in a garden. Right. Instead of like she busts in there in the middle of the night and is like I demand you tell me all of this personal shit right now and she's like you have literally insulted me in every way possible and you need to leave my home. And yeah. you get this like with that shorthand from some if if somebody had never read the book never watched any other adaptation you still get the sense of like oh shit she means fucking business and she should like probably not be talking to this like distinguished older woman this way and not to be born when (sighs) is like I have never been thus treated in my life and she didn't even see her you just hear her saying that it's like
1: and it's like ma'am you literally are here at midnight
0: like, get out of my house.
1: <laughs> like, you literally barged into these people's houses. Like, how would you like them to treat you, ma'am?
0: You didn't come over for tea and just said a couple shitty things. You literally woke up, woke up your carriage men, your footmen, and your <laughs> driver drove over here woke up my butler and my maid yeah walked into my house woke up my entire my five sisters and my fucking parents like you know what I mean
1: like truly the most Jane Austen version of like ma'am this is a Wendy's (laughs) (laughs) just like tell me everything that's (laughs) happening in your life just like Man, I've literally you. been asleep for five hours like what would you like me to do so
0: right I, I'm so groggy I'm i so groggy and like I have only been dreaming about your nephew so like just <laughs> stop talking about your nephew
1: right like I I just finished hour three of masturbating about your nephew <laughs> and now here you are in my home so
0: I slammed my clam as <laughs> hard as possible
1: what am I to do now?
0: You, you showed up right on the moment of arrival so <laughs>
1: i must ask you to leave
0: no please fucking beat it (laughs) yeah it's what okay so (laughs) the greer garson version i I promise i will not mention this version again they (laughs) literally have like a redeeming arc for lady Catherine de berg where she literally leaves that conversation and darcy pulls up in his carriage and is like what are you doing here and she's like, I just told that bitch off. Blah, 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 blah. And then he's like, oh no, I can't believe you did that. And she goes, She's right for you. She's like the gal for you. She she didn't let me get away with any of my shit. It's so awful. What? Oh. She's terrible. literally like, she's yeah. literally like, I just I just tore that whore to pieces. And you know what? I respect her. <laughs> She's all oh yours. God. It's so like, it's so completely like whatever that movie was, like 1941 or whatever. Like it is so, so bad.
1: Oh my
2: God.
0: Unbelievable. I was like, don't make her like a good thing now. Don't make her like the yes. fucking fairy godmother of like, no. she said she hated me, which makes me think she's the right one for you.
1: Right. Yikes. Yeah. Um. well and then like going like so then the next big thing to happen is like them like de- declaring they're in love with each other and, and getting yeah. engaged and all that and this to me is like a very this is like very kind of you know well I guess like maybe, I don't know that I mean this, what I'm about to say, but you know how when we talk about Jane Eyre, how like the kind of like litmus test to understand the difference between adaptations is the proposal scene. scene? It's kind of the same thing with this, where, and even though we're only talking about two adaptations, I feel like the tonal choices of both adaptations are most you know, clearly divided in their approach to this proposal scene, like the the kind of like f- you know thesis of both approaches. Because like in this version,
0: like the second one in this, like this, the right, sec- right,
1: right. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like <clears throat> in this, <throat> it's very understated. They're walking down the lane with Jane and Bingley, who've had their suite scene you know sweet in this and sweet in in the 2005 version and then you have like Elizabeth and Darcy just kind of like walking down the road in the middle of the day and they're like yeah no like he's like I'm I'm you know if your feelings still are where they were last April whatever but it's like it's very kind of incidental you know Mm -hmm. and that's very lovely in its own way and I really there's I, I I really like that and it's very appropriate with, with the tone of the whole thing in the same way that in 2005, when it's the break of dawn, Oof. here he is, coat flapping, coat flapping, you know, Chest. stomping over the hill. Like, yeah, the idea
0: of... And she's just like standing there in her dad's coat, like... Right, exclude, and it's, it's, but,
1: it's just beautiful moment of neither of us have slept. We are both obsessed connecting with thinking about each other.
0: They're connecting with the land that they're standing on. They're both just like part of the earth.
1: Yeah. Um, and it's this beautiful, you know, external yeah. thing. Um, and the emotions are still kind of subdued, you know. They're not. The dialogue is not particularly more effusive. I mean, he says he. I mean, and that it's the most beautiful line reading Matthew McFadden does is the is as he trips over saying "I love you" to her.
0: Yeah. Oof. Oof. Oh my God. Give it to me, Kate. Say it.
1: No, I'm not. I'm not going to attempt to recreate oh. it. Um.
0: Well, he's
1: too sacred to me to try
0: It's too sacred And I, I do I love the way that you're talking about this Because each one is so good And each one makes so much sense In the piece that it is a part of
1: Exactly I don't think one is better than the other It's just they are both completely Appropriately tuned to You know The approach to the piece
0: Whereas with Jane Eyre I was I was very harsh and like this version is good, this version is bad, da-da-da-da-da, like, talking about, like, seven different versions of the same thing. Well,
1: but that, but like...
0: But, that but even
1: so, like, the problem, kinda, I mean, the problem problem like, with the proposal in the Jane Eyre series is that, like, it's literally the least romantic thing. He's just trying to, like, placate her and calm her down. It's not but,
0: romantic at all. The piece, like, dared me to do that. Yeah. Um But this one, it's like, here is one one Pride and Prejudice that deserves six hours, takes six hours and feels very like straightforward. And it's just very
1: quiet. You know, it's a very quiet emotion.
0: And here's the other one. That's very evocative, only needs two hours. And they use a ton of shorthand because you only have two hours Mm -hmm. and they knew that they had to get the same job done emotionally that the six hour thing that is, that made a huge impact did like it, it, it did the damn job. So we have to do the same job in about two hours and like 10 minutes ish. Yeah. Um, And they said, well, we don't have the lake scene. We don't, we're not doing all that shit. We're going to have him walking across this field pre-dawn, just backlit and like communing with nature yeah. Ready to like lay himself bare to this woman who he knows that his aunt just came over and like assaulted her basically, like so in this version for their um proposal scene, I said they were going as straightforward as possible, no frills, not a single frill, yeah. no tricks, barely any art. Yeah, they didn't but I need, think I think part they of it, means, it like, that
1: right and i think like and i've been like trying to think about this the whole time we've been talking and and i kind of like want to hear both of your thoughts on this that like i think this adaptation is much more interested in the interpersonal and social communication between these people and not in a non-romantic way but it finds the romance in uh in these small social moments and it it finds the depths of those ro- of that romance in those small gestures um and it doesn't need to be bombastic about those feelings it acknowledges like no like the way you fall in love with somebody is through these kinds of small moments whereas and there's like there's way just way more interior scenes there's you know it's, it's just much more about how each single character relates to the others and the sum of those parts. Whereas I think the 2005 version is much, it, it's really built from the ground up, literally from the earth up that it's like, we have this kind of, you know, the, the world of Jane Austen and the Regency and whatever is repressed, but we are, always grounded in nature and mm-hmm. elemental emotion
0: Absolutely, fucking lootly i could not agree more so, you know
1: so- and it's like that you it's it's so much more external it's so much more you know romantic in this in in the kind of literary sense of bowing before the awesomeness of nature.
0: And the awesomeness of love.
1: Right. And that those things are inextricable, you know, that that having this final moment between Elizabeth and Darcy in this as the sun is rising, you know, mm. they it's it's so connected to the earth. Um versus this which and, and i think and i think the point i'm making is those are both totally valid readings of the text
0: absolutely her um jennifer Ely's, oh yes in this scene is so lovely oh yes mm-hmm. Oof. it's yeah. just perfect. and like like you were saying like you don't get you have to sort of ground it in these sort of like, almost like guttural emotions in the 2005 one. You don't have as much time to build on like the language. So like you get Elizabeth standing up in the carriage, looking at Pemberley for the first time and having this like laugh cry, this like sob pop out of her. Yeah. That is equal parts like, it's hilarious that this guy proposed to me. It's hilarious that I said no. It's hilarious that he is this fucking rich. I cannot believe I said no to that. Like, you get all of that in Kira Knightley just going, uh, and it's, yeah. this, like, it's this like sob laugh. It's like yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. But yeah, no, you're completely, I- I'm like, ooh, Yes. <laughs> You've got me in the palm of your hand, Catherine, keep going <laughs>
1: <laughs> But no, I just think, like, they You know, and, 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 and their sacrifices made in both, you know Like, you There's, there's moments, truly romantic moments In this miniseries uh, But they're achieved very, very differently And they hit you very, very differently In much softer ways Oh yeah, you never. And it's it's much more like as Ashley was saying, like at the beginning, that like this version is much funnier. It has a better sense of humor, and it's just much more of an homage to how Jane Austen used language and how well she understood the way people related to each other and spoke to each other, and the subtleties of socializing. Uh, and that's all there. But what is also there is the depth of feeling that is at the surface in the Joe Wright version and i think they just you know they're it's 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 a case of two adaptations that are just just coming at the text from from different directions in the same way the text changes every of shakespeare changes every time a, a new director adapts it you know
0: Completely,
1: um, which again they, just they all don't... to me comes back to what Ashley was saying before—that like anyone who is trying to, you know, say, opt for one reading of Jane Austen at the expense of the other is uh, is 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 uh, you know trying trying to rescue her from certain interpretations, as you as you put it. Um, I th- is just a discredit to to all the things the the story can do. I yeah. I, I also think. I mean, I Kate, I love what
2: what you said about both adaptations. And I think that the difference with this particular scene, um, as 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 compared to Shakespeare or even that that scene in um, Jane Eyre, is that I think that. Austin summarizes like the narrator is just kind of summarizing and skimming over a lot of the actual exchange between them yes I, I don't remember exactly it's it's honestly been a while since I read the book, but it's not like other moments of the book where you know there are these terrific lines that that we all kind of know and 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 like to repeat and and then to see um, yeah interpreted and acted out in different ways, but this is such a private, yeah. So, you know. How, however, you know. However, it's taking place. Um, you know, and 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 I, I, God, the 2005 version is just the most sumptuous, gorgeous, affecting thing I really, like maybe I've ever seen. But I also love how this can be imagined, and and their dialogue can be filled in in this certain way. Like while they're walking yeah. a little bit behind Jane and Bingley, and they're just like. Like there's this beautiful golden light. It's like afternoon, it's autumn.
1: Um, But I think, and I think what you're saying is like, that's like, that's another aspect of how these scenes are able to define the different adaptations that like, cause I know the, maybe I'm wrong. I thought in both versions, he says, you know, if your feelings still are where they were last April, you know tell me now he does he does but um... but I, I think that's the only line in common and it's just it just works so well that like the conversation in this adaptation is written to meet the tone of this adaptation and the context that it's in and that writer andrew davis is is really able to kind of cement what he's going for in in how he wants to tell that couple's story Whereas in the Joe Wright version, um, it's it's like a couple lines of dialogue between them, and there's no fuss. It's mm-hmm. you know, if you don't want me, like if your feelings are still are, they were like, you know, you have bewitched me, body and soul, and I love you. You know, that is not a line that would be anywhere near the. 1995 version but it's just like here we are the sun is rising my chest hair is exposed you know and then just that beautiful like your hands are cold you know it's because it's it's letting the landscape fill in every other blank Mm -hmm. absolutely but no but i i i love that that it's that Austin kind of acknowledges like this is an extremely private moment and uh I leave it to the reader to kind of have their own have their own fantasy of of what was said.
2: Yeah, and they're both totally valid uh, just lovely ways of imagining this this very like well-earned moment.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's, that I think is like the biggest takeaway from us, you know, looking at both of these things or not even just both of these things, because there are, there are other adaptations and like, we've kind of um, talked about a couple of them, but you know, basically it's come down to like the 1995 versus 1995 miniseries versus the 2005 movie. And they're both, they have to do the same job when you get to the goal, like the end point, but the process, the, the the processes have to be so different Um, because one of them is a television miniseries. You have a, you know, Um, the amount of time, the budget, the whatever, um, not knowing whether or not, you know, people are already familiar with the text or whatever. And then you have the same thing for a different budget. It's two hours, who knows who is familiar with the text? What do we have, like, what is the language we use? So the six hour one really gets to use language and character development and all of that stuff. And the two hour film gets to use visual, 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 plus like a little bit of dialogue and like maybe not so much character development in, in, you know, insofar as like the impact is made by these, these really bold choices um, like acting wise direction like that kind of thing you know what I mean like that squeeze of the hand and like her getting out of the carriage and crying at looking at the uh, Pemberley and just oh the fucking Rosamond Pike like coming back in like not seeing the proposal but just seeing her reaction to the proposal holy fuck who thought of that yeah You know what I mean? You just come back and see her crying and saying yes. Like that's fucking brilliant. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. They both do such a great job at getting to a really satisfying, wonderful place for the audience. And we could not say the same thing for Jane Eyre.
1: (laughs) No. Oh my God. It was so funny though today. I was talking to my, my dad and I was telling him that we were we were recording about Pride and Prejudice today, and he was like, "Oh, you know, we were watching that on on TV the other night, the the movie." And she's like, "And you and, you, and your mother was so furious because they ended it before the last scene, and the last scene in the 2005 being, you know, them on the little dais outside of his uh, outside of Pemberley, and yeah, they're both, you know, in in PJs and the whole mrs darcy as he kisses across the oh. face um and i guess when my wherever they were watching it on tv they the movie ended before that scene
0: what the fuck
1: and i was like and maybe you would i maybe i'm giving this news to you too but um there are two versions of that movie the mo- the version of pride and prejudice that was released in the uk oh, I, does I did know not that. have that scene yeah uh, does not have that scene. Um, Where does
2: it end? Like, I'm trying to think what the. I think it ends
0: because they said that it was like undignified.
1: Well, I I believe it ends with the your hands are cold moment, but maybe it ends. Maybe it's different because that would mean you don't get the um, the don the final Donald Sutherland scene, mm-hmm. but. Uh, they added that scene of him kissing her uh, for specifically for American audiences because they didn't think American audiences would tolerate uh, that movie ending without them kissing.
0: I had heard that.
1: And I relayed all this to my dad and then he like then called into the room and explained all this to my mom. And she's like, they were right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they were. <laughs> I
2: mean, why we all st- why, like why, it's not like, oh, those like dumb Americans don't understand subtlety. You know, it's like, we're, we're watching a romance. And I mean, also like that is just like such a, like lovely, lovely touching scene. Right
0: honestly like for anything else i'd be like how dare they put that in but like there it's like oh no this is really really beautiful <laughs> like i'm no, so like, glad yeah, this it's exists. just like
1: very lovely and it's like the way you want that story to end
0: mm-hmm.
2: like sorry i'm like a
1: beat of flesh and blood I and mean, <laughs> right like god forbid i want to see kira nightly and matt mcfady and kiss
0: well, and the whole thing of, like, them both, it's so stripped down, it's so, like, intimate, while at the sam- same time being, like, super grand. Like, yeah. it's just beautiful.
1: Yeah, the swans. Swans. Then, meanwhile, the ending of this,
2: it's its not, it's really not romantic. Everyone is, looks so miserable to be at yeah. this wedding! <laughs> not even not a smile among them
1: not one. No, kind of look
2: look at yeah
1: the end knuckle are literally the only characters who look happy to be there <laughs> it's so strange to me i'm like why are you mad why does this seem so painful to all of you that was like the one choice that i was like what's this like why stone-faced
0: the whole bunch what is literally happening
1: yeah
2: well there's this one moment i love where you know they're the um uh minister is like reading the the marriage ceremony and and um it's kind of like you're running you're running the the spectrum of what marriage could could look like right and like cutting away to the um the sex rats in their
0: their (laughs) right right
2: and like kind of like panning at all all the couples like the way that they have structured their relationships and their lives and he says something about like um oh and it, it should not be entered into uh like like wantonly you know to satisfy like your appetites or like there's some like kind of like weird um you know, phrase about this and, and like Mr. Bennett kind of like looks uh, out of the, the corner of his eye at Mrs. Bennett and with this kind of like, uh, <laughs> kind of moment, you know, as, as if to suggest like, oh yeah, I, like I, I married this woman so that we could have sex and now I don't like her and think that she's dumb and just like make fun of her all the time. Yeah.
1: No. Splish splash,
0: Splish, splash, honey. Oh my
1: god! Well, Pride and Prejudice.
0: I'm glad we did this.
1: <laughs> yeah, you loved
2: this. Thank you guys so much for having me. I, I generally, I, I, really loved your show. I would, I would still like it even if I wasn't like obsessed with gate. <laughs> so, oh,
0: okay.
2: I'm very happy to
1: have spent this time with you.
0: I'm literally thrilled that you could join us.
1: Yeah, no, I was. I've been very excited about about bringing you on as a guest to unleash your extremely correct and smart opinions about this this story and Jane Austen because I think you're smarter than most people. So, um, hope you're welcome, everyone. Yeah, I'm allowed to say that because I'm a, obsessed with her as well. so
0: plethora of <laughs> correct opinions.
2: You guys now I can stop saying the same thing over and over again to to Kate. I, I feel like my spirit can rest. <laughs> yes.
1: We're now at peace. <laughs> what a way to kick off our second season.
0: You know what? This is probably, I mean, like we said in the beginning, this is the most iconic mini series like you know what i mean if you're gonna oh, do yeah. something that is this genre this is the piece you can't you know you, you yeah. can't skip over this
1: no this is this is a heavy hitter this was like we had <laughs> to say it like we knew it had to be like a season premiere or a season finale this exactly. is exactly
0: this was a great season premiere <laughs> also i'm going to watch the 2005 pride and prejudice right now yeah because i've held off because yeah. i like i know it's so much a part of like my soul
1: yeah all right thank you both
0: cheers queers
1: <laughs> amen amen no, you
0: <laughs> okay bye you beauties